What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com. It is December 10th, 2021. This is the Fightful AEW Rampage and WWE SmackDown Post Show brought to you by MagicSpoon.com. Code Fightful. We've got Kate Hensler here. Kate, how you doing? I am doing well. I was just telling Sean before we went on air that I'm going to final battle tomorrow, so I'm just emotionally preparing myself for that chapter of ROH to close. Uh, and Sean, once again, I was at Dynamite and Rampage, so I'll be able to give you a little bit of a different perspective than you would otherwise have, but it was super fun being there for the debut of Hook. Like, Omega and Danielson at Arthur Ashe? Sure, that was cool. Yeah. I, do you know where I was? The debut of Hook, man? I was there. I you were, you were probably uh, somewhere with your hair rubbing up against your microphone Why per usual. Guys, please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Uh, our show's live. We'll have subscribers-only mode turned on. That way, uh, if you're not subscribed to Fightful, you won't be able to chit-chat with us. But... There are several ways you can support us. How about this? We have hook scoops over at FightfulSelect.com. Uh, this has been one of our busiest news weeks over at FightfulSelect.com. I mean, we broke the Jeff Hardy news yesterday, which is unfortunate news, uh, but that wasn't on Fightful Select. But we did break the Johnny Gargano news, and we're working on finding out about Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, we've got Raw producers. I've got a figure hall video. I've got an interview with Bobby Cruz, a very uh, candid, emotional interview with ring announcer Bobby Cruz, who tells us when he knew that Ring of Honor, something bad was happening. And it was a long time before a lot of people realized. Tomorrow, I've got an exclusive one with Ian Riccoboni. These will not be posted publicly. They will be exclusive to Fightful Select. I did a live Q&A and news podcast last night at like one in the morning. It was nuts. I had an update on freaking Era Lucha, for the love of God. We've got a ton of scoops over there. Every day we've got exclusive news. Every day we've got at least one show for you over at FightfulSelect.com. That's the most direct way to support us. But you know what? Some of you are saying, you know, I, I want to support you more. I want to support you more than Fightful Select or getting the magazine like Thunder Rosa did at FightfulMag.com. I, I want to support you even more. Well, you can do that. With Humper Chats. Go to Humper Chat or HumperChats.com. If you have PayPal, it hooks right up. You get your question or statement read on the air. And if you're not even here live, if you want to leave it before the show, uh, just go ahead, leave it there. If you want to leave it for a show like in a week from now, do it. Uh, put a little note on it. Luis will see it. He's our great moderator. He'll apply it to that show. 
Uh, but if you're on youtube.com slash Fightful, our goal for 2022 is to get to 100,000 subscribers. And uh, you can donate a super chat there. We do encourage the Humper Chats. Uh, they unfortunately are not hooker chats, but I guess I guess in a way we are all hookers tonight. Uh, so Kate Hensler, that is all anybody is talking about right now. I mean, so being there for Dynamite and Rampage, because I was there. But when I tell you that the pop for Hook was as big as for Sue, and when I tell you that the pop for Sue was as big as MJF, I'm not, that's not hyperbole. Like, that is, that's a shoot, brother. Like, the MJF pop was huge. They did a lot of really cool stuff with him throughout the night, but uh, Sue was incredibly over. And Hook was like, as soon as they announced that that was what the Rampage card was going to be, like, anybody who left early was getting shamed by the other people in the building. It was pretty great. So, um, yeah, I, like, didn't want to spoil it for everyone, but I was like, you're going to want to watch Rampage because Hook can actually go, so... So, uh, quite honestly, I mean, we, we always start off with AEW Rampage. It's what people want us to talk to talk about first. We're going to be talking about Hook throughout this entire show because I know whether serious or sarcastic. Okay, a lot of our, our interest in him was sarcastic at first. Not, not from us, from everybody. It was almost like a meme. It was almost Tony D level. It was. This I is a-, a lot different than Tony D. I had a friend who said he looked like he just had always gotten locked out of his college dorm because Hook was always just like <laughs> hanging out in a hoodie and just loitering like he was waiting for his RA or something. It's not that different from Tony D'Angelo because Tony D'Angelo is actually pretty good in the ring too. Yes, he Hook, is. He Hook, is. But from a character standpoint, it was yes. almost like a meme stock. Like a lot of people were like, it, it was something that got worked into pe- something that people actually liked. Like Tony D has been good. And Hook is very, very good. Yeah. And uh, oh my gosh, I want to thank uh, B Slow One Two Three Four. Who says love your all's content. You guys are the best. Well, uh, I'm gonna like let sure or make sure you all get on all your, your wonderful Humper chats, Hooker chats, Super chats, anything you want. Uh, if you want a link to donate a Humper chat, it is pinned to the live chat, and we would greatly appreciate it. But we started this show with Lucha Brothers versus FTR. Over the last several years, I have grown to just like really just be annoyed by rematches. And that's because so often with these rematches, there is no story applied to it. This is so much different. And and AEW has fallen into that an awful lot where sometimes they do it just to do it. I have loved the story that has evolved from Lucha Brothers versus FTR. There was their first match and... um that match, uh, well, you know, they, they won the, the FTR won the AAA titles, and that was wild. I didn't even expect that to happen. And then there was the the match at Full Gear that resulted in the, the messed up finish and the storyline of the, the illegal man being pinned. Then there was the replacement with, with Lucha Brothers because Phoenix couldn't make it in. And then there was this match. And they sold me a ticket so many different times during this match with the title belt. Like, I was like, oh my God, it's going to happen. It's referencing this. It's referencing that. Oh my God, they did so well. They kept me right here. This was a TV quality main event, a pay-per-view level wrestling match. This, this is the type of thing that FTR was screaming about when they were wanting out of WWE, Kate. Yes, so... Because I was there, I can also tell you that, like, 
even in the building, there were a lot, of, we all bit a lot of times. Like there were some of those late kickouts and just a lot of near falls that were like, oh my God, is this going to happen? Like when you feel that momentum, it's so special. And that happened a lot in this match. I am ready for them to move on because I don't think they've defended it against anybody else, but this match was so great. And I think that, um, you know, one, one wonderful thing about it is like, they stick with these things. Cause we saw it with uh proud and powerful in FTR too, when there was a shoot injury that like kind of stunted their best of three series, they went back to it. They're like, no, 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 we're going to stick with these payoffs. Even if people can't fly in, they don't assume that we watch triple a, which is, probably a wise call but this match was so good and it did feel a lot different than the one they had at the pay-per-view I liked it better than the one they had at the pay-per-view that finish really took a lot away from it for me I don't like finishes like that so this match was just so great there's so many interesting spots and they work so differently that I just I thought it was so much fun like all the stuff that Phoenix can do compared to how old school FTR is like it's just they're two tag teams and not four guys. That's like such a wonderful thing. And I like collisions of styles when both teams have mastered their own styles so well. And this FTR, sorry to interrupt. They, they work well with any style too. It's ridiculous. It's like, it's almost upsettingly good. You're like, how are we going to find, I almost want there to be another tag team like them just to see what would happen because we don't really have another team that feels like they walked into mid eighties NWA. Like they're kind of alone in that way on, this roster so i'm like i kind of want someone that's their same style at this point because we don't really get any of that but they're just so versatile well makovsky brings up a team that sounds or feels like they're out of 1990s ecw the briscoes and yes i want to see that match i've got to see that match that is it, here's the reality of the situation if briscoes go to wwe well i get to see them against the usos if they go to AEW, well i get to see them against ftr there's as long as they don't end up in like wrestling society X or something, I'm going to be pretty happy. Uh, <laughs> That's your second wrestling society X reference. 24 hours. I just want to know what the I saw. <laughs> Nerd guru says, I respect your opinion SRS, but this is a tired feud at this point. I don't understand why the triple a titles are even there and why we should care. Well, nerd guru, fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> We can no. say that with Nerd Guru. We I never drop F-bomb. F-bombs on the show anymore. But uh, I'm in a joyous mood. Uh, I, I could understand that. I, I just This is one of those rare instances where the rematches are working for me. And each match has been different so far. And it hasn't been paint by numbers or formulaic. And that much I appreciate. Uh, Matt Reichel says, Hi, Sean and Bestie Kate. FTR and Lucha Brothers were tremendous. I get to hang out with Kate tomorrow at Final Battle. Sorry to hear that, buddy. Uh, I know we all go through tough times, but uh, we're all here for you as a community. I uh, am taking a selfie with Matt. I'm taking a selfie with my Sea Squirrels. Happy birthday, Are they going to be there? They are going to be there. Oh, my God. Sucker. So everybody that's cool, maybe even cool Kyle, who knows, could be. It's going to ROH Could tomorrow. Be. And you yeah. know what? If the Briscoes are there tomorrow and FTR is there tomorrow, if they do it at Ring of Honor, I'm going to be equally as insufferable about how I was there. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Rob Reed says, every time I think I see the craziest thing, Phoenix will do something crazier like the rope walk run. Well, I mean, that's been a somewhat regular spot for him. 
But I, well, I did think see... about what you just said. That's a regular spot for that guy. <laughs> well, I saw Dax all the way across the ring, and I was like, he can't make it that far. And commentary even mentioned it, and then he punted Cash in the head. <laughs> Brent says, I love that FTR and the Lucha Brothers have reached the level of comfort to just beat the unholy hell out of each other. Fantastic match. J-Blood says, FTR Lucha Brothers have had rematches, but they have led to a deeper rivalry for the titles and the best tag division on earth. I love it. And people are saying, why should I care about the AAA titles? Well, I mean, if you don't want to care about them, you don't have to care about them. That's that they are very much props for this feud. But I mean, in Mexico, they do care about them there. It means an awful lot more, but you know that they matter to at least four of the characters on screen because they establish that they care about them. Uh, Although I do love that FTR slaps their sticker over top of those ugly ass belts. Oh, it's great. And I think this feud doesn't have to, you don't have to be invested in the AAA titles to be invested in this feud. Sure. They built it up enough outside of it. I am ready for them to move on just because I think it's time for them to have a defense against another team, but I've really, really enjoyed these matches. They just work. They just work. Brent says FTR are some of the best style uh, chameleons I think I've ever seen. My God, AEW could ever put together an epic tag tourney next year. Well, maybe uh, two of the people in that tournament could be Sting and Darby, who get their asses whipped by mm-hmm. FTR. Now, we have seen this before, so I'm I'm confused as to why they're going back to it, but I'm open to it as well. Um, you know what? If there's, a, if there's a team that Sting would probably feel comfortable in there with, it'd be the guys that wrestle like 1980s NWA wrestlers, Kate. I am less open to this. I don't need to see this. I don't. <laughs> Fair. Not for me. I think. Uh, I, I don't know why they're, re- why they're running it back. I, I want a good reason. I will because they've earned it. I'll let it play out. Like this could also be a situation where we see Dax and Sting or Dax and Sting. Hopefully Dax and Darby, you know, in a singles thing that turns into a feud uh, in a tag way or something like there's ways to make it interesting. I they've earned my trust in this regard. I will let this play out, but like off the bat, I feel like Darby's been in a few programs. Like he lost to MJF, he lost to CM Punk. Like I'm ready for a win that's not against you know Billy Gunn. As much as I love the ass boys, thanks Dan Housen. <laughs> <laughs> Amir says any guesses for possible debuts for winter is coming. Briscoe's maybe. I think any that we see will be in the first hour. I think we're going to get, I think that main event is getting time. And when I mean time, I mean time. I think it's getting a whole hell of a lot of time. So I think any, any intros we see will be at the very, very, or new people we see are at the very, very end of the show or that first hour, I think. But uh, the Briscoes would be a safe one. But then Johnny and Kyle are out there too. Bray's out there. Uh, Braun is out there, but he ain't, I don't think he's signing anywhere. So there you go. Pro wrestling podcast says Nickelback ain't that bad. Their first album, uh, the state isn't that bad. I think the one from 97, 98 leader of men breathe. There you go. Blocked, please, please block him from the chat mods. Nickelback no, is terrible. Right. No, it's sorry. <clears throat> Incorrect. TJ tonight to oh, get that. That sucks. Now that sucks. <laughs> TJ and Ruby against bunny. Uh, Penelope Ford and Nyla Rose. We have Chris Rain saying, I enjoyed the women's trios match, but I'm getting kind of tired of Anna Jay getting knocked out by brass knuckles. It was an awesome beast bomb to get the pin. It was. I thought the beast bomb was the highlight. 
Um, they, they have relied on like the knuckles and the ring and a lot of that stuff, an awful lot in AEW of late. It seems to be an overdone finish to or, or an overdone spot to me. Um, now within kayfabe, you could say, well, Hey, it's working, but yeah, they write the show. They script the show. I'm, I'm ready to see something else. I'm going to say something that's happening. Look at this graph. Oh, those I'm here for all day, but those are making fun of Nickelback, which is why it's a great time. Um, this get, might sound weird. I think AEW sometimes is too good at having protected losses. Like sometimes you sure. don't need to go so far. Sometimes people just lose and that's yeah. okay. That's sometimes kind of how the heels are better wrestlers than the baby faces. It like it just happens. I felt that way about the last pay-per-view too. It's that FTR and uh Lucha match. I felt like I was like, I didn't need a twin magic spot when somebody has no hair and another person has hair and tattoos. It's about as believable as the Bellas after Nikki got her, you know, her surgery enhancements. Like it's, it doesn't work. It's not a twin magic. Spot. Well, I mean, if the ref <laughs> is looking at that, what would that say about him? I mean, that would have made a pretty funny spot, honestly, where he's I'm like, actually kind of surprised they didn't do that. He's like, Hey, wait a second. Wait a second. Sawyer says, I know they aren't the most impressive wrestlers on the roster, but Allie and Penelope are such fun to watch individually and as a team. Can't believe AEW spent two and a half years putting them on TV in pure valet roles while struggling to book women's matches. Well, I mean, I, I think that when Allie was in that role, when Penelope was in that role, I think it was the right role for them because despite Allie's years, I didn't feel like her work was aggressive enough in the ring. And Penelope did have a lot to, to pick up on and to accelerate at. And they've gotten to the level where they feel comfortable putting them on TV now, but they had to revamp that women's division. Like so many of the initial signings were people that were off TV. Penelope wasn't used. Um, Allie wasn't used. Awesome Kong was sidelined. Leva Bates wasn't what they thought she was going to be. They signed Melanie and it was just like, what, what are we doing here? What, what are we supposed to do? Not to mention major injuries to Britt and to Chris Statlander. And yeah, I think they were going to rely on some Japanese talent that couldn't be in the country. So they were handcuffed in that women's division in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I agree with you that they were not there ring wise. I still think we see a lot of inconsistency from Penelope. Allie almost reminds me of Carmella a little bit where it's like she's serviceable enough and she can be just absolutely hilarious. And I think that can get really underrated and lost sometimes like, she makes those great facial expressions. I'm not a fan of the Hardy family office stuff. I don't put that on her so much as like the, the stable heavy direction that they lean in. Um, I mean, they're barely there now. Butcher's hurt. Uh, Mark yeah. Quinn and a helico are gone. Jack Evans is busy getting extorted in Mexico right now. Like, geez, man, like they're all over the place. Yeah. So but I Hardy's got a, he's got some behavioral issues over there in his family. Office. He's going to have to close early. He's short staffed. Yeah, just like, gotta, just like everybody, he needs to pay more. It's not a staffing issue; it's a pay issue. It's a Matt pay Hardy. Issue. He needs to talk to the HR department. <laughs> that he does. Oh man, we uh, have Anakin says the women's trio was great, but getting really tired of Bunny having the brass knuckle spots seems like a common theme. Uh, Alicia Ellis says, "Am I going to be on the fightful fight night tomorrow night?" Okay, so the plan is. I'm doing an ROH final battle um, post-show 
when I asked Ian Riccoboni today, he said the show he believes is slated to end at 11. So I will go live at 11.10. I try to get our post shows done within an hour. So I'm hoping to be off there in time for some of the main events. Uh, there's two big main events on UFC 269 tomorrow night. Amanda Nunes is fighting. And then there is Poirier Oliveira. Hoping that I'll be able to make it on there. But uh, we'll be doing a live watch along of that as well. Ian Riccoboni, so. my favorite commentator especially on play play side he's a great fella he is a great fella but we had a pre-match interview (laughs) with uh best friends and uh the elite and trent is a little peeved that he's not getting the attention wheeler yuda is getting and i think we all always saw this coming like wheeler yuda sliding in to be the new friend like you ever watched uh saving silverman yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, it's very much a die replacement friend type of situation. It, and that's normal, but eventually they got to be buddies. They got to be pals. And they got to be bound to the bound to the bound best friends. Oh, God. That's what the situation it. is. Okay, I know we're a reading. few things about J- best friends. Me and CM Punk, best friends. JJ Smith says, after the chaos best friends beat down, I bet we get Okada. That'd be an unusual way to bring in Okada, but you know what? Maybe not. Sue is a member of Chaos. Rocky Romero confirmed it to me. And what we got out of this was a good match between Adam Cole and Wheeler Yuta. And Rampage is one of those things where it's it's a missable match. It's a missable show live. It's heavily rewatchable on DVR because you get guys like Adam Cole wrestling. You get debuts. You get title matches like what we saw earlier. Like this was a hell of an hour of wrestling to watch. You never doubted that Adam Cole was going to win this match, though. Yeah, it's definitely predictable, but as Sean Ross App at Fightful says, predictable is okay when it's good, and I agree with that fella. Sometimes he makes some great points. So this, yeah, it's great to see Adam Cole wrestling pretty much any time. Seeing it live was very fun, Um, and Wheeler Yuta's great. So. I, I think uh, this was what you expected, but I expected something really damn good, and I got it, so I will take it. Six Fingers Esquire says, with Trent back, Rocky hanging out, Kenny on the shelf, and currently it's currently 5-on-4, Best Friends versus Super Click, and Bobby. Sure hope they can find an undisputed fifth member to even up the teams. Any suggestions? Yes, Ty Conti. She would be the, the best member of the Undisputed Era to show up there. I can't think of a better person than Ty Conti at all. A few people will get that. Um, Yeah, a few people. And Andrew says Ty Conti was such a great signing. What what impeccable timing of that that chat. Very, very well done. Also, I think if you're going to bring an Okada back to a minute ago, it's got to be, I'm thinking that's Kenny's return match, right? Or uh, whenever Kenny's, whenever Kenny Omega feels well enough to return, I'm thinking that's when Okada comes in, not through Chaos Best Friends. That's got to be that, right? Anakin says, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much during that main event was Adam Cole jonesing to finish so he could play Halo? Well, like I said, I, I have been out of the Halo game in about for about 15 years, but it was good enough to get Austin Creed to break like the two-month strike on up up down where he was like i don't care i'm playing this uh i hope that man's getting paid that's all i have to say uh because 
Samuel says, I might have missed the news uh, when you say Quinn and Butcher are gone. Are they injured? I mean, Quinn has not wrestled in months. Butcher has been on uh, tour and injured his bicep. I'll have more on Mark Quinn soon. FightfulSelect.com. Well, hope Xavier Woods is getting paid because I know we sure are off of hook. Hook, Brother. Hook, hook, hook. hook. Um, Okay, so... I'll I'll tell a story that I, I don't think the person would mind me telling. Joe Holbert wrote a story about Team Taz earlier this year. And Taz was like, why isn't Hook included? I was like, we don't know what he does. And he's like, Team Taz isn't Team Taz without Hook. Well, he was right. Because Hook is really goddamn good, Kate. Holy crap. Um, So when Ronda Rousey came over to WWE. I was very excited for it because uh, I've studied judo. I've practiced judo. I've trained it. I've watched a lot of judo tournaments, competitions, judo in the Olympics. There is so much transitional offense from judo that is not used in pro wrestling. There is so much of it that just isn't used. Like you don't see a lot of these throws and trips and a lot of that stuff. And holy crap, Hook used it. He had smooth transitions. He had everything just looked amazing from Hook. Like, it looked believable. His presentation was different. Him looking away from the ring. Just his, I mean, he looks like a male model for the love of God. Like I mean, he's that different. lion's mane on his head, let me tell you. His hair, my goodness. There, there is nobody... With a presentation like Hook, visually, in the ring, as as a performer, and it's his first wrestling match. Dude, when I tell you, I was there with my friends, and one of them said to me, watch Hook be like, great, ha ha ha. And then we were like, what? <laughs> he was so good. I don't know a ton about judo, so maybe you can tell me this. Isn't like the benefit of that that in judo you're mostly using your opponent's weight to do a lot? Yeah, of it's, the... it's a lot of using a, yeah. your opponent's momentum. That's why Ronda Rousey can heave like three hundred pound dudes. Yeah, it makes so much sense. And like, what a fantastic thing to incorporate into wrestling because you're doing so much punishment to your opponent while maintaining like so much um, stamina for yourself. I. We were blown away. I loved that he came out in like the fighter boxer shorts. He definitely has to come out in a singlet at some point because he is Taz's kid. Um, we were just, we were stunned. I think everyone was. He was so smooth. He was just really, really good. <coughs> we were blown away. Tap we that f- little mute mic button when you cough. I'm little sorry. Tip. It's like little tip. Little tip. Little tip. I'm let's get so to some. Sorry. <laughs> let's get to some humper chats. Uh, if we could get Luis to separate these as best he can by just hook fandom and the actual match, that'd be appreciated. Isaiah Barry says Hook should beat, or he says Hook is God's champion now. Sorry, Miro. Andrew says Hook should beat Roman. Volob says, where were you when Hook debuted? The Hook fan ba- base is thriving. Eloquent says, Hook should come to the ring eating Doritos. Uh, Jay Blood says, first there was the word, and the word was Hook. 
Van Blade or Van Twinblade says we are hookers. Cadillac Carson says highlight of Rampage Hook. Dilo Briggs says Hook told me to send a Humper chat. So here you go. That's right. Go to humperchats.com. Get in your Hook Humper chats. We're doing them all night long, even, even through SmackDown. Pedro says Hookamania ran wild tonight. Great debut. Pro Wrestling Podcast says Hook is all that and a bag of chips. Boris Neznovich says, who trended more on Twitter timeline today, Hook or Rancy Nagin? Well, buddy, based on their skill sets, looks like they both can work somebody into a shoot, if you know what I'm saying. hey Andrew says, love Kate correcting Sean. Tony D is actually good. Don't be dissing yeah. Tony D. Let's not <laughs> pretend like everybody that likes Hook or that likes Tony D is there for his in-ring acumen. They're there to to get Alex to uh, do cute impersonations, but it works. Yeah, he can hold his own. Like I was expecting him to be terrible, to be honest. But he he was really good at war games. He's been all right. But the Eloquence. biggest problem that they're gonna have is that Hook is like the biggest baby face in the company now. Nobody cares about Hangman. People love him. It's all in on Hook. He should not be in a heel stable. He is well, baby face. Everybody I I like stables that kind of have them both in there like i don't think you have to have a stable full of baby faces or full of heels sometimes assholes hang out with people that other people like like i mean yeah <laughs> conor mcgregor conor mcgregor has a huge fan base but like everybody hates dylan danis everybody hates dylan danis who is his jiu-jitsu coach uh Eloquent says, I hope he wrestles sparingly. The Mystique worked wonders leading up to his debut. Uh, maybe, but I think now that we've seen it, people want more hook. They they want a hooker all around. They they, they want yeah. to be hookers full hook time. versus Danielson, book it. None of this weekend hookering. We want some midweek hookering. We want, we want a lot of it. Drew Nicholas says, obviously, hook was the hottest debut in signing in AEW history, objectively, right? Right, Kate? Hook Nation. Officially, he is all elite. He is signed. That is that Tony Khan confirmed it tonight. Hook, huge gap. Tony D'Angelo, huge gap. CM Punk. Uh, Action Bronson, licensed for a theme song, too. Uh, that, that's a pretty good uh, vote of confidence. I would certainly say so. Yeah, and then uh, a moment that, that just melted my heart. He used the Kata Hajime, the Taz mission. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. Happy to see that. It was, happy. it was so great. And I feel like that's the only thing that's missing is he slowly needs to, like, he's got to be wearing orange and black at some point. He's got to wear the singlet at some point. Does he dethrone Ricky Starks for the title? I have oh, questions. Gosh. Could It'd be imagine? interesting if if Taz pushed Ricky Starks out of Team Taz by saying, I want my son to have the FTW title. And he could do it so, like, sincerely, you know? Like, it's it's my son. Cadillac Carson says, Hook versus Dominic, come on. Listen, based on what I saw, I don't know how much they, they practiced this match. That was better than anything I've ever seen Dominic do. Yeah. Besides getting thrown out of the ring by Roman Reigns. <laughs> That was incredible. That was amazing. And he has out. the best roll-up in WWE, and we know that, that was, because we see roll-ups in every match. All yeah. The time. And uh, check out my interview with Dominic in the uh, Fightful magazine. Go to FightfulMag.com. 
Mark Losper says, how proud must Taz be feeling right now? I've always heard that he's had an incredible amount of pride in, in Hook. I, I got to experience that in my my uh, discussion with him. So um, glad to see it. So glad to see it. Big J says, Punk fears Hook and Vince fears Hook. Erdrew says, the boy Hook dream has come true. That's a good one. That's a really That's a good, good one. They are pouring in for Hook. Get in your Humper Chats, humperchats.com. Eloquence says that Taz sounded so proud. It was wholesome. Uh, CM says, memes aside, Hook is already more over than I would have guessed. This is Hook's world, and he, he merely allows us to live in it. I mean, they're, the crowd reaction, the chance, Kate, what, what was that like? Well, because I was there. No, I, there were a lot of people that were stunned by how good he was, I think. Oh, the licensed music is always a hit. Like, people... I, I didn't know the song. I listened to Action Bronson. and it didn't like click immediately. But stuff that is a recognizable artist picks up on people are into it. It's kind. Of, I love that AEW does this. They lean in really hard to stuff that organically happens. The Suzuki incident, like they have fun with this stuff, and then you get to pay it off in this really cool way. We should also mention that Fuego sold his ass off in this match too. Like he did a really good job on the other side of the coin here. Um, but yeah, live the, the chance, but there was like, we, I think everybody that was there kind of looked at each other. Like, is he really this, this good right now? Like, I think people were genuinely stunned. They thought it was a longer match than I think a lot of people thought it was going to be. Because uh, I don't think anybody knew that they had he had this in him, and just I think everybody was really thrown off by all of the judo stuff that you alluded to, and he was just really, really smooth and really good at this. For the uh, move name police, they have renamed it the uh, Red Rum now, but uh, the the Taz mission, the Kata Hajime, I'm so happy to see Hook using that as well. Eloquence says props to Fuego made him look made Hook look like uh, a money man. Yeah, he did. He did really great. This was this was fantastic. Yeah, uh, when and- you're a smaller guy, I don't know if judo throws always look super convincing because you're tiny. And I feel like with judo stuff, the the big thing is like, oh, look at this smaller person that's able to use this person's momentum because they're so big. And Fuego's not a big dude, but he sold his butt off in this. I loved it. Alicia Ellis says, all I can say is I'm officially a hooker and I never thought I would say that. <laughs> Alicia says, Tony posted the all elite graphic for hook. Is that any significance contract wise or am I looking too deep into it? No. Um, every time I've seen them post one of them, it means that the person has a full-time deal with the company and then it's not a tiered deal. Uh, Ryan says, I expect honest and fair reviews. Don't let either show off the hook. Oh, <laughs> Ali Lasagna says, if Hook isn't walking around with belts like Dan Severn next year, what are we even doing here? <laughs> uh, and Brett Lockman says, so Hook debuting on the 30th anniversary of the movie Hook being released. It's just wild. Damn, man. I didn't even know. I just watched Hook, the movie, for the first time last month. What did you think? Well, Drew McIntyre said on the air that he didn't like my take on it. Did you Have you watched it? Hook it's, movie? I don't think I. It's if I have. It's where 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 a baby rolled down a hill in a stroller, and they were just like, "Meh, oh well, let's get another one." And oh, Drew said, "Ah, it was a different time. You just have another kid back then." 
Drew, a little sensitivity. And and then the shot goes, and the 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 crib or the the stroller had overturned, and the baby was in the middle of like some some like this this like area that was concrete rolled off like 20 feet away so i'm like how much air did that baby get when it hit the bottom like it's baffling like that baby might have been like fucked up for life like it was (laughs) there's no way that that kid didn't suffer some damage there like permanent damage dude what happened to the baby now it lived it became peter pan or something i think i can't remember (laughs) So on a scale of one to hook the wrestler, hook the movies like a four and a half for you. It was a it was an okay movie. I mean, Drew said that movie motivated me to to chase my silly dreams. I'm like, yeah, chase your silly dreams of not having brain damage when you get thrown out of a stroller. Yeah, be careful like, with your Jesus, strollers, man. moms. Can we skip SmackDown and talk about Hook? We're gonna talk plenty about Hook. Derek Gordon says Austin Gunn tweeted about Hook. Uh, tweeted that Hook only got his job because of his dad. <laughs> Oh God, I love it. Well, he didn't need his dad and Danhausen, so how's yeah, that, true. buddy? Andrew <laughs> says Lash Legends, Ailey and Hook debuting the same night. Ball is in your court, Veer Mahan. To just today, just today, I removed Lash Legend from the active wrestlers NXT roster, so I got to put her back now. My God, Tyrone Kid says Hook, the newly crowned head of the table, crown him. Hookers unite, baby Samoa Joe. They need to have a street corner fight with Hook. Andrew says the spot where he caught Fuego from the DDT, that was really good. That was, that was, I like that as well. I feel like you should have popped harder for my street corner joke. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long week. It's going to be a longer weekend. Pro Wrestling Podcast says, Mr. Sapp, it's so awesome to me that Hook got over by doing nothing till finally he had a match and it was amazing, man. Well, listen, he got over by having that hair. That was that was a way he got over, and by standing. I love me some so. I would Austin. say loitering. He wasn't even just standing; it was like he was just loitering around. I'm also not over him calling you Mister Sap. That's just his gimmick now. It, it, he popped mm. people one time, and then he stuck with it. I love mm. me some sofa says Austin pot meat kettle. I mean, that's the joke. That's the joke. Thank you to Adrian Wells for the super chat sticker. Uh, Brent Lockman says, yeah, that's Peter Pan's origin story. It's nuts. Love the movie. Well, maybe that's why didn't Peter Pan like not grow? Wasn't he little? Wasn't he real little? It probably stunted his growth more. He got rattled outside of a goddamn baby stroller. That thing, if you saw the hill, once it got going, it had to hit a smooth 10, 15 miles an hour. And then like, I'm no scientist. You'll have to get sports science on this. From where the, the the stroller was to where the baby was, like there's no way that it could have just tipped over and the baby just rolled there. The baby had that to baby catch the mare. The caught baby caught that air. baby was like Dante Martin, but couldn't wasn't yes. gonna land anything. Wait, people in the chat, if you know, or Sean, if you know, is that the clip that Paul Rudd would always play when he went on Conan O'Brien? No, no, different one. Different oh. one. You didn't actually see the the baby roll. It was like it left it to your imagination. That's a, well, but wait, Peter Pan could fly, so maybe that was it. He like caught. He was air. a newborn. Benny says Bronson's song was Chairman's Intent. I'm gonna check that out a little bit later. Nice. Uh, gosh, I found a whole subset of Hook super chats 
that that Luis uh, set up for me about the match itself. Oh, right, the match. <laughs> Miguel says Hook was a hidden gem. Nobody thought his in-ring performance would be this good. Looking forward to his future feuds with current top talents. Well, it, it's you got to see how his follow-ups do because we don't know like if they had practiced this match a bunch or anything like that. Cadillac Carson says, well, clearly Hook is a five-star standard surpassing Sunberg. Oh, Hook would beat Sunberg's ass for sure. For sure. Seven stars in the Tokyo Dome. Amir says, in a few years, Hook versus Daniel Garcia, Lee Moriarty, Dante Martin. I mean, you could see that this year or next year, rather. Like, not even in a few years. Asian Joe says, because Hook brings you back, I ain't telling you a lie. The Hook brings you back. On that, you can rely. I see what you did there. And Chris says that Hook looked impressive and the crowd was really behind him. And Brady follows up on that and says, was there live? The pop was great. He looked incredible. Happened to be a part of history. I mean, people are legit. Like, it went from, like, sarcastic, like, joking, like, ha send Hook, to, oh, I got to see something really special start at this show. Yeah, it was really cool. I'm wondering if where they were sitting, since you were there live, if you had the same thing where everybody got quiet and there was like this unspoken agreement where we were all looking around like none of us saw this coming right like it got quiet and the people were literally side-eyeing it was very very funny but it is really cool like you said it started almost like as a meme joke and now everybody is like i sincerely want to see more of hook in the ring peyton carter says hook was fantastic in the ring he looks at home in there even though this was his first match hope we see team taz with some gold around their waist soon Perhaps the tag team run with him and Hobbs. Uh, I'm hoping that trios titles get established over the next year or so, because I think that would help them. Also, if you want to learn more about how Hook came up in wrestling, who he's been training with, I've got that on FightfulSelect.com right now. Look, we don't want to give away anything behind the paywall, but please let us know, Sean, right now, is there a stroller involved? There's not. Okay. There's That's not. That's fair. I because, just... he, because he wasn't babied along in this process. Sam G says they sent Hook, but seriously, he's got presence, charisma, and he looks great in the ring. TK has another spot, another star. He's He's got a promising one. They, they have become their own developmental system, and that's pretty damn good. Alicia Ellis says, I already want Hook to have the TNT title. I want Hook to send, or want Taz to send Hook after Dante. How is he so smooth? He's been training really, really well. He's been training with really good trainers, and he he's very he's just natural. I was told that from his first training session, they knew, or at least the person that trained with him knew. Um, I and I TNT title respectfully. I think the FTW title will be his. I think it will become the Hook title in the future. Six Fingers Esquire says, learning Hook's debut match was taped on the 30th anniversary of Hook's movie. Broke my brain. Happy Hook Day to you and yours. Well, yeah, it broke your brain almost like a runaway stroller would break a baby's <laughs> brain when it overturns. Not Brent just overturns, Lock- catches air. Yeah. Brent Lockwood says, my, my gourd, how long has Kate suppressed the urge to tweet how good Hook is? They have a free good star there. Fuego was the perfect dance partner. That's like me holding in the CM Punk story for a week level levels of anxiousness. Like you just wanted to brag about Hook. I really, but it was one of those things where I did tell a couple people because there were some people that don't watch Rampage regularly. And I was like, I'm not kidding. Like you have to watch Rampage and see Hook. But 
it was such like a fun surprise that I don't think anybody saw coming that it wasn't like one that was going to knock you off your, your seat in like a shocked way. You were just surprised at what he was able to do in the ring, but it was, it was hard to, hard to keep in. <laughs> Joseph Snurk said, we all started loving hook because he constantly looked like he got out of bed. Now we love him because he looks like he could put anybody and everybody to sleep. Send hook. So hook is much smaller than most competitors. <laughs> You know who else is much smaller than most competitors? Brian his, Danielson. No, his <laughs> fucking dad, Kate. That is true. But that's also true about Brian Danielson. Don't that's act true. like I was saying Burgers as hooks. Yes. <laughs> that was absolutely just not where I was going with that. <laughs> you know who else was smaller than everybody? Kyrie Sane. That's Kate. Uh, Nerd Guru says, Hook hasn't said a word on TV and has 10,000 times more charisma than Vaughn Wagner and is better in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I will certainly agree with that as an NXT 2.0 regular watcher. Oh, man. <clears throat> Shanzi says, at the show, we expected the match to be nothing special. By the end, we were chanting, Hook is going to kill you. That was That's what slipped in my mind that, that also melted my heart. Because they used to chant, Taz is going to kill you. Taz is going to kill you. And I love that. That was, oh, I just, I would, I'm very excited to hear how Taz felt. I, like, is he going to be the hard-ass dad? Or is he going to be the, God damn it, I was so proud of this kid. I was so emotional in that moment type of thing. Because um, Taz is a tough son of a bitch. And he is a hardened dude. I hope Pause. they... <laughs> I see what you did. I hope they let him be proud. Like, after seeing them just let MJF be a face in his hometown, I was like, just do those moments. They're great. Like, or at least let him be proud for a week or two and then turn him into a hard ass. Like, it was sincerely a really special moment. And I like when yeah. they lean into the real things. Mark says, Hook versus Braun Breaker for the future of the biz. Uh, legitimately, like, I know a lot of people like may, may joke about that stuff. When somebody was asking, like, oh, who would you love to see wrestle a bunch of AEW wrestlers? I said Braun Breaker. I think he and Darby Allen could have, like, an incredible match where Darby is this, like, young veteran and Braun Breaker can throw him into the seventh row. Like, I would I would love to see that. I love Braun Breaker. I think he's awesome. Brian Moore says, probably so cool for Taz to call his son's debut on national TV and for it to go that well. Was he shoot trained by Cody? I forgot he was wrestling tonight, and I popped hard for that huge hip toss. Uh, FightfulSelect.com has some of the answers of some of the people he's been working with, but it's it's a lot of people. It's a collective effort. I'm going to throw out this very not-at-all hot take, this very medium take. Hip tosses, very underrated. They they are very underrated. Right? Back a good hip toss can get you out of so many things. Yeah. Alicia Ellis says, imagine if Taz didn't know what uh, that he was going to use the Taz mission as the finish for the match. Oh, man. That, I mean, Taz is Taz is the main reason I got into amateur wrestling personally. Like, I saw him suplex people, and I was like, oh, my God. I want to be able to suplex people. I want to be able to throw Aww. people. And that's why I got into amateur wrestling. So, like, that's why I learned the Kata Hajime. And when I was trying to grapple with people, I was like, oh, you can't actually do this. You have to use a gi to do it. That's that's how it works. Then I started to train in the gi. So uh, to see somebody else who is like borrowing so much of like Taz 
oh, that's so cool. And it's his kid and it looked awesome. It just makes me happy. Uh, it takes me back to the, like, the moments when I first wanted to train. And I'm sure he grew up and he was, he was already like, gosh, I mean, by the time he was born, like Tass was pretty much done in the ring. Like he was pretty well wow, yeah. done. So he had, he probably looked back on his dad, didn't didn't witness it in person, and now he's getting to live it. It's it's wild. That's so sweet. I didn't know that he was the reason you got into amateur wrestling. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. It was Taz uh, watching him on ECW TV, suplexing people, doing like a million different suplexes. That is absolutely why. Now the sad reality is. You can't suplex people like that in amateur wrestling <laughs> because it's either not allowed or it's uh, not that plausible. But as someone uh, yeah. who got into wrestling later, I my favorite thing to do is tell ECW people that WWE ECW was the only ECW oh, that God mattered, and that Taz with two Z's is the only one that mattered. Hail yes says, do you keep Hook on Rampage to help numbers? <laughs> I don't think it'll make that much of a difference. But I think did you see how much money we made off of him tonight? That's true. That's true. (laughs) But I mean, like in a grand, in a grand like scale, I don't think it's going to make that much difference. Yeah, if they want to boost numbers on Rampage, they need to move the time slot. (laughs) Pro Pro Wrestling Podcast says I noticed Mr. Sean's wearing orange and black. Nice touch. Search the team has confirmed it is a Bengals sweatshirt. Shout out to Cher Delaware, Uh, good good bestie who sent me the 1985 sweatshirt design at Cincinnati Bengals, one of the coolest Christmas gifts I've ever gotten. Uh, big thank From you to her for that. We're still on hooker chats right now. We're still on them. Hookers and humpers, baby. I love it. Get your humper chats in. Get your hooker chats in. Get your super chats in. And it doesn't stop when we're, we're done with them. Laura says, all memes aside, how do you see AEW using hook in 2022? Do you think they'll start pushing him strong? From the get-go or take a slower approach with him. I think Ricky is going to start to side-eye him because Hook is about to be the bell of the ball, the crown jewel of Team Taz. And then we're going to build to a good FTW title feud. And then I think we recruit new members of Team Taz. I think Hobbs is loyal. And I think he'll stay there. But Ricky, I think, goes on his own. Uh, yeah. And Ricky will be a good babyface too, I think. A few things with that, too. I think Ricky Starks is a fantastic potential opponent for Hook. I am a huge Starks fan, and just skill set-wise and size-wise, I think it makes a lot of sense for Starks. And storyline-wise, it's a very, very easy play. And I also think I think 2022 is going to be a big Ricky Starks year. I think it's going to be a breakout year for that guy. He has been... I don't want to say underutilized because he's been featured a little bit. If he can get back to being healthy, though, I think a lot of people have yet to see what he can really, really do. He's fantastic and very fundamentally sound. So putting someone as new as Hook, though he didn't look that new with him, I think would be a, a really, really smart move. Speaking of people that know how to use a hip toss to get out of stuff, Ricky Starks is one of those guys. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Starks could be a breakout on his own kind of guy. I could see him in the TNT title hunt at some point if he can stay, get healthy and stay healthy. But yeah, that seems like a very natural storyline to me and it makes sense. Checks all the boxes story-wise, opponent-wise, experience-wise, like just makes a lot of sense. DGMC says a hook brawn tag team would hump. Hook versus Sabu win. Uh, Sabu's only wrestled a handful of times 
and a few minutes over the last year. I, I think, I think uh, probably not going to happen. Mark Losper says, watch out that all these hooker chats don't take you over two hours. I hear Sean isn't a fan of it. Well, Mark, smart ass, we're reviewing three hours of shows tonight. And our show will not even be two hours, much less over three. I have a problem when our review show is longer than the actual show. Eloquent says, if Dante hadn't swerved Team Taz and betrayed Ricky Starks, Hook may have never been sent. Give Dante his flowers. We give Dante his flowers every goddamn week. So how about that? How about that it was CM Punk who said, send Hook. There you go. Yeah. Yes, he should. Yeah. Do they have a send Hook shirt? I'm sure they they do. They better now, boy. (laughs) Uh, uh, Joseph Snurk is referencing the the evening, the odds with best friends and indisputed era elite. Uh, He says, Kathy Kelly. And Undisputed Air is Kathy Kelly coming. And uh, John Vasquez says uh, O'Reilly's going to be in disguise as Orange Cassidy. Uh, guys, keep sending in your Super Chats, Humper Chats, because we have three about SmackDown. Three about SmackDown from the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Crypto C says says, I would love to see a Hook Malachi Black match in the future. The fact that we have so many chats like Crifters that says, I want to see him against him, 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 him. Boy, that's the right kind of buzz. It is the right kind of buzz. And uh, you know what? Hook always looks like he just rolled out of bed, right? He sure does. I wonder if his, he's getting a comfortable night's sleep. Well, I don't know. But I know that he's enjoying his mornings, and I sure would be. If I had magicspoon.com slash Fightful, and you know what I do? I legitimately, if I walk downstairs right now, I got 10 boxes of this stuff down there. All the flavors you love without all the junk, without all the sugar, without all the carbs, the unhealthy stuff. It's got zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, 140 calories per serving. And it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like Magic Spoon for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. One of my favorite things about Magic Spoon, besides the fact that you can eat it and not feel guilty, is the fact that you're not going back and forth to the cupboard. One serving fills you up. It has you satisfied. It's not spiking your sugar and making you hungry later on. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. They've got frosted peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, maple waffle, cocoa, fruity, all the flavors you love without the guilt. Go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Grab a custom bundle. Try it today. Use our promo code Fightful at checkout to save $5 off your order. Let them know you heard about them from us. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Legitimately, Every product on this show is something that if I don't use it every single day, I have tried it and I like it. Magic Spoon is something that I eat every single weekday. I truly love it. Happy to be with them for 2022 as well. You're not even going to congratulate me on my promotion to being mm-hmm. a point guard, to being oh, wow. Jeremy Lambert. My oh, gosh. Why, why do we even Lambert? still have that frame up there? <laughs> Delete overlay Look, i could be much what do we worse got look at that we got than... that one that's more nondescript I could we got be the a... old one, but we're we're not the the smackdown review anymore so i'm gonna pull that one off of there i've been oh, called worse God. than jeremy Lam- oh no oh. get that off 
Jesus oh. Christ. I do love the frame. I had to made that make this. I was like, hey, give me something that looks like a 1990s birthday party invitation. And they did it. They they hooked me up. This was ours, the, the vertical. Wait, 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 they did. They. They are our great graphics team. No, no, no. They hooked you? Oh. Hook! I have muted Kate Hensler. McDuo says, wouldn't it be epic if Hook's first words are beat me if you can, survive if I let you? I would love that. That would be a great way to do it. Did you just unmute yourself? I did. Smackdown. As Jeremy Lambert, I feel like I deserve to unmute myself. Smackdown in LA. It happened. Little fun story about this show. Uh, there was a Raw plan for LA in October. Vince McMahon, Nick Khan said, no, 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 no. Why would we do that? The Fox team is in LA. Let's host them and uh, have them there. I'll tell you what's weird to me. Not having Roman Reigns in LA at the Staples Center. Wild. But that's probably why they brought Randy Orton over. That's probably why they brought Becky Lynch in and Bianca Belair in for the dark match, which sounded rad, to be honest with you. Sounded like a badass match, but... They also brought Brock Lesnar in because he interrupted Sami Zayn. Now, FightfulSelect.com had uh, news on this and, and a lot more uh, on SmackDown. Well, Sean, I don't have thousands of dollars to spend on It's five Select. bucks, Kate. That's it. What? Five bucks. Five dollars a month? Five dollars a month. That's it. And you know what? Wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to divide that right now by 31. Mm. Really? My gosh, it's so cheap. It's it's like cents a day. Holy crap. Wrigley's gum. Like that 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 costs about that much. And it oh. lasts a lot longer. Well, we had Sami Zayn come out. He's got his nurses. He's in his wheelchair. And he's followed by Paul Heyman. And Paul Heyman uh reveals that uh, that Roman Reigns isn't there. So Sami Zayn is like, you're all alone. But then Brock Lesnar comes out. And what we see from Brock Lesnar, uh, I enjoyed. <laughs> I like this Brock Lesnar. He's talking about like Sammy needing to go fishing with him, talking about Canada with him. Canadian uh, so, alpha males. He dude. pretty much invited Sammy on a date. I don't think he invited Sammy on a date. He informed Sammy they were going on a date. That's that's what he did. And they were about to leave the ring, and Paul Heyman says, Did I spend so too much time at the dispensary? Are these edibles kicking in? What's going on? This is not the Brock Lesnar I know. So then Brock Lesnar beat everybody up. I love this. Brock, by the way, Brock basically said, Sammy, I beat your ass because you stood no chance in beating Roman Reigns. Yes. So I've been a Sammy Zayn mark for a really long time. This has been so much fun to me. He at one point said, like, how much pain am I in? Physically, a 10. My feelings? like a 20. I was laughing so hard. He also goes, so you were two steps ahead of me and you thought to injure me. <laughs> just His commitment to buying this hook, line, and sinker. Hook! That should be his finishing move, the hook, line, and be. sinker. What's well, the red rum? It shouldn't be that. But I have found this very fun. I like this buddy buddy to to idiots brock lesnar 
like and him even backstage later with pierce like basically saying that he was going to gut him like the animals he hunts and fishes for but like doing it with this shit-eating grin on his face i thought is so fun oh this was this was a blast this was um, the only good part of the show in my opinion unfortunately also brock is wearing overalls yeah he is he looked badass how is brock lesnar style king of 2021 Every week, it's like he's at the Met Gala. Like, he's got the, the, the little knot, and then he's got overalls. Like, this dude, what what's going to be next for Brock Lesnar? I I just want him and Alex Hammerstone to merge into one person. That's all I ask. Cadillac Carson says, highlight of SmackDown, Brock Lesnar with the flip phone. He is backstage. He confronts Adam Pearce, and he thanks him for suspending him, and then pulls out his cricket flip phone. And to be honest with you, I fully believe that he would say, I'm not, I, I don't want a cell phone. And then WWE goes, listen, you just got to keep this one. And it's a cricket flip phone that, yep. that they just have like 200 of lying around. I believe that. Absolutely. Cricket, whose mascot is like a koosh ball type thing and not a cricket at all. It's very weird, right? Very confusing. I don't think Brock Lesnar wants to have access to his emails at all time. I buy that he has a flip phone. He doesn't want to be constantly connected. He's out in the woods and he's fishing. Correct. Correct. Fantastic stuff. Pro Wrestling Podcast says, of all SmackDowns I've seen in my life tonight was definitely one of them. I can't argue with that. That's a very good point. Rob Reed wants Brock Lesnar, Sami Zayn fishing trip vignettes. I would love that. Yes, that would be phenomenal. And especially like I, I want Brock like taking Sammy hunting. Yeah. For Badly. Sure. Yeah. I felt like last week he was pulling some most dangerous game stuff. I said, I felt like he was threatening to hunt people. I think he should go chase down some bears or something with Sammy Zane. <laughs> oh gosh. That would be great. That would be great. Nerd guru says, I just want to point out that bad or Pat McAfee is a legend. Dude was high as a kite doing this show a day after announcing he's a millionaire. Absolute king. Buddy, he was a millionaire well before this. But, oh, uh, yes, he's he's very good um, and was was happy to uh, see that he's, he's getting paid. Was very happy to see that. I have a question for you, Sean. Okay. So we kind of have this thing where we open with the Brock and Roman storyline. And then the main event is somehow related to that, right? Yes. AEW rotates their main event spots. Do you have a preference with that? Because I feel like rotating the main event spot makes multiple programs feel really important. But I also feel like because AEW is so stable heavy, that makes it a lot easier to do. Mm -hmm. And not doing that kind of clarifies the card. But I kind of like when you don't know the formula of the show as much. Do you have a preference? I like it being more unpredictable because it it lets you know that you need to watch all right. the time. Spont spontaneity is is very important to me. It's a spice of life. Also, uh, while while we're here, I want to say happy birthday to Emily and Allie, the Ceases, the Ceases. Happy birthday for the ruckus. I'll buy you guys something tomorrow. Happy birthday! You don't buy me anything. You've never bought me anything. Aggressive. You when have you bought me anything? 
I haven't, but I've only been here a few months and I didn't know when your birthday was. Maybe I will, as Jeremy Lambert, <laughs> send you something since I was just him. You haven't bought me anything. I mean, you pay me, but you haven't bought me anything. Bought you a lot of time. That's for sure. Yeah, you did. Nerd I earned Guru. that time, baby. These bangs bring in super chats. Uh, Nerd Guru <laughs> says... Smackdown in the Allstate Arena next week. Jay, I wonder if Roman will get chance for Kate's personal best friend, CM Punk. Where was he? Uh, he was not advertised for this show. He wasn't listed internally on the the uh, the run sheet either. So probably a scheduled night off. Nerd Guru said 10 minutes of Hook is better than all of Smackdown. I struggle to sit through it without being bored. Nothing matters. Raw is better. <laughs> That's saying something. I've enjoyed Raw of late. I have. Well, I'll tell you what I don't enjoy. These goddamn sword things. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, when I missed the show a couple weeks ago, Drew tried to decapitate somebody with a sword. I hate the sword. The sword is stupid. They tell him he can't take the stupid-ass sword to the ring. He and Sheamus have a match. Again! I love their work. I really do. Truly love their work. But I knew Drew was going to win because they're setting him up for Roman down the line. So he's going to win that match. I've seen the match so many times. Uh, you know what? I'm even going to, I'm going to look up how many times, but at this point, it's just like, I didn't need to see it again. Despite the fact that I really, really enjoy the work of both of them. Yep. I was bored. The sword is stupid. It's, we got swords. We got eggs. Like, I just, Drew McIntyre's great. He doesn't need to give history lessons. Fifth time need... since March, by the way. Fifth, Fifth time, time since March. since March. Um, yeah, he doesn't need more than Drew McIntyre. He doesn't need a sword. He doesn't need history lessons. He just go out there and kick everybody's ass like the Drew McIntyre that we know and love. This, this sword and the stone thing, don't like it. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't fit the story that they're telling in the ring. Doesn't fit the story. Like, doesn't play into the history of him and Sheamus. Like, I, I, I like clear. that they they set it up with the battle royal a couple weeks ago. But it's just like set something else up. You write the show, and he demanded to be in the battle royal, and then just voluntarily left that battle royal without getting eliminated. So it's not like they crushed it on that. It's stupid. Well, let me tell you what really annoyed me. After this match, or during the match, they show that Drew, because he wasn't allowed to bring the sword out, stuck it in Adam Pierce's desk. And then, <laughs> Baron Corbin and Mad Cat Moss steal it. Who gives a shit? Who is this targeted for? This is like cartoon characters come to life stuff, but the cartoon sucks. Mad Cat Moss, Baron Corbin, and Commander Aziz are all like, if this were in a cartoon, I'd be like, this is stupid. This is stupid. Yosemite Sam bullshit. Except Yosemite Sam was over. Yosemite Sam. Very over. And, and he actually used his weapons. There he tried to shoot is. people. There it is. What the hell are Madcap Moss and Baron Corbin? going to do with a big ass sword. I know, tell you what they're going to do. They're going to eat a bunch of L's cuz they're going to get claymored and pinned. That's about it. I mean, I'm were they like 
The motorcycle was dumb, but you know what would be better? What's that? A sword. A sword. Amir says hook greater than sword. Rob Reed said Cole said Drew and Seamus had an epic feud in the past. It was five months ago, Michael. <laughs> oh, that's so stupid. Hey, Migos are going to be at day one. That makes sense. From the Atlanta area. Super popular. Neat. Makes all the sense in the world to me. Glad they're doing it. Good this announcement. This is also, SmackDown has gotten so much like a giant commercial, too. Like, I don't even know when the sure. commercial breaks start and end. It's gotten, yeah. like, so heavy into that. Blurf. Alicia Ellis says, off topic, but Ariel Hawani won MMA Journalist of the Year for the 11th time. Uh, he deserves it. Uh, Ariel Hawani was a big inspiration to me getting into what we're doing now, and uh, he's been really great to me personally, too. He rules. I love me some Sova says, you know, it's all about Kate's bangs. That'd be a lot easier to say, you know, it's all about the bangs. He wanted to make sure you also got your hair done this week. <laughs> I did. Uh, Matt, Matthew Caron says big brain things. Watch NXT reviews with Alex and Kate on two speed to make it fit into one hour. <laughs> See, that's, that's on you, sir. Okay. That's legitimately how Jeremy gets through so many podcasts and transcripts. He watches them, <gasps> listens to them at accelerated speed. Look, a lot of times. So basically Alex, he does steroids. That, that makes, I mean, first of all, look at him. He's clearly on the gas. Second yeah. of all. Like, a lot of it is the impressions at the end. Alex and I can move through the shows faster, but you can't cut the wheel of impressions short. That's yeah. the money people pay us. Jesse Strickland says Corbin and Moss are terrible and they need to go away. Uh, they are a couple of the absolute worst characters on television. I don't just mean wrestling. I mean television. Mm -hmm. They're horrible characters, and I feel bad for the performers. Los Lotharios lost to Nakamura and Boogs real quick. Boogs just whipped ass the whole time. And um, I did not give a shit about this match. Not a single bit. I did not care because all I could think about is that Nakamura won this, this Intercontinental title that he's holding up four months ago. He has defended it once. And I already watched Angel face Boogs. And um, I watched Los Lotharios beat Boogs and Nakamura. And I just don't give a shit. I just don't give a shit. Okay, but did you, what about if the Viking Raiders came out and distracted the wrong people and then played a song with them? Would that interest you? No, also not that. Yeah, this sucks. This is your intercontinental champion who might be on a tag team. We don't really know. He is sometimes. Sometimes he's not. This feud has already been going on a month and a half, if you believe it. I do since, believe it. Since the Halloween show. Is when this started. What are do you have their record? Whose record? Like Los Lotharios versus Boogs and Oh yeah. I mean Los Lotharios won that one um in in at Norfolk. And then Angel beat Rick Boogs on the Thanksgiving gimmick. And then Boogs and Nakamura won tonight. Yeah. So there you so go. So it's not I even mean. going anywhere. A newly a newly branded tag team that desperately needed it. And yeah, I would have just, I would have, yeah, I would have much rather Los Lotharios won that because, I mean, they beat Morrison and Ricochet, they beat Cesaro and Mansoor, they beat Boogs and Nakamura, they beat the Viking Raiders a couple times. I would have much rather had Los Lotharios win because I like them as a tag team. I really do. They beat Mansoor and Mustafa Ali on Raw a couple times. Like, like and why on <laughs> earth 
if your intercontinental champion isn't a tag team, that means there's a champion caliber person in there. So they should be facing the Usos. And then they have a feud and both titles are on the line. And one side ends up with all of them. And the bloodline should have it. Derek Gordon says, Corbin and Moss will destroy the sword for Drew to reveal that wasn't the real one. Oh, God. Don't put in ideas like that. And then, the and then Corbin please. and Moss should walk away and say, who gives a shit? I don't do. need the Lancelot angle. I just need Drew going out there and kicking people's asses. Mark Losper asked what our barbers thought about Hook. <laughs> they said, you cover wrestling? Isn't that what Hook does? Alicia mine knew El- that who Action Bronson was, and it was a huge deal. Alicia Ellis says, I watched Bar Rescue instead of SmackDown, then watched Rampage when it came on. Don't have the desire to watch SmackDown Twitter, and you guys keep me up to speed. Uh, needless to say, there are a lot of these shows I would be keeping up with through YouTube if I wasn't covering it for a living. I wouldn't even be watching it as like a wrestling fan at this point. Uh, I love my job. I love nothing more than watching wrestling and talking to you guys about it. But if I was working a normal job uh, that, that wasn't a wrestling job and working like literally anything else, I would be trying to catch up through YouTube. Jesse says Shinsuke doesn't need Rick Boogs at all. No, he doesn't. I'll throw he this out doesn't. there. I don't think Rick Boogs needs Shinsuke. No. They don't need each other. That's for damn sure. Sonya versus Naomi. Well, when Sonya was announced for this match, she or came out for this match, first off, her gear looked rad. Amazing. She looks beautiful, and that gear is so cool. Looked great. She announces Shayna Baszler and Natalia as like ringside gimmicks. Ringside gimmicks. Um, this is setting up for day one. It makes a whole lot of sense for me for them to do it at day one. Uh, I hope they do it there. I hope they get some actual time. But this got like a video package. They treated this match like it was about to happen. And um, I'm okay with it. I know you haven't been a fan of it. I want to see where this goes. Uh, I'm with Alex. I want them to explicitly give me a reason why Sonya hates Naomi so much. I really, really want them to give me a good reason why she hates Naomi so much. Because generally, generally, when one person doesn't like the other, there's a good reason. And I haven't found a good reason. And the only reason that many people think it is, it's not a good reason to anybody. Correct. It looks racially motivated when you it don't does. justify it. And, and that's not a good way. reason to dislike somebody. No. And by the way, also not like a great thing to strap to Sonia when she's coming back in the ring. For the first time after a very scary real life and vulnerable situation. Um, Sure. But um, I I thought that everybody executed this segment really well. Um, I know you're, you're well over the drawn out aspect of it. I like it because geez, I'm just, just the fact that they haven't had a match yet. And this has been a multiple month build is so unlike WWE. And I wish they would do more of it instead of, you're facing each other every single week, every single week, every single week. And I know this is me like grasping at anything that I can. <laughs> like, like I, I see that too. I see the possibility of them having this beautiful plate of homemade cookies. And I'm taking like one morsel that fell off that plate. And I'm saying, like, thank you so much for this delicious morsel. Oh my gosh. No, I wish they would give us these freshly baked cookies instead of these shitty morsels. But I think they're doing all right with it. I don't disagree you with don't. you entirely. 
I it is nice to see them build out a consistent narrative and in WWE world I I give leniency to this time of year in general because it's it's always weird to me because they're waiting to set up Royal Rumble. I think I've said that a, a few times on here, but like this time of weird is always year is always wonky. We saw like Del Rio run over Santa Claus with a car before. Like it's just gonna get weird, and I've accepted that as a fan. But I think the problem for me with this is they ran out of obstacles for Sonia to prolong this with, and they haven't given us a reason why she hates her, right? So we did the ref spot. We did the send Shayna spot. Like she's come up with so many obstructions and now it's just turning into things that already happened or her sending more people. I was excited to see her get in the ring and this sadly, and I hate to say this, but this was the only thing on the show that if I, if this episode didn't happen, that's the only thing that the needle wouldn't have moved on. That's literally it for me. Like, nothing else needed to happen on the show. This was at least good to see her get back in the ring. So, I just wish, like, maybe they took a couple weeks off from the storyline. Or, once you get deep into the well of things to distract with or to avoid getting in the ring with Naomi with, then unveil the reason you hate this poor woman so much. Like, you have to flesh it out in a different way rather than now we're just skidding like that's why it's turning into go home heat for me so i in the grand scheme of what's going on i think it's still really strong i just think that if the payoff came sooner it would be like picture perfect it would be so great and now we're getting to the point where it feels like it's really 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 dragging well zia lee popped up to make the save for naomi here and she had Quite the entrance. They added CGI lightning to this. Uh, I mean, that's they they thought this through. I mean, I don't know how I feel about it. It's it's interesting. It's different. Like I, I hope they I hope they don't try to make it seem like she's conjuring it up. Just say, hey, it's CGI lightning. Like I don't give a shit. Uh, it was it was I it do. looked. You do tell me why? Why do you hate everything? Why do I hate everything? Because this looks like a movie from 1992 when they do the CGI stuff. It was cheesy when they did it with The Undertaker, and it's cheesy when they do it with her. And she I loved doesn't... it as a kid. There's There are kids that are going to love that lightning. But it's, it's not like... It doesn't look like modern graphics. I don't like Xylee debuting here at all. I think it's, it's... It makes... After all the vignettes you made for her, this is where she enters. I don't like that. I... I think she's going to be great. Like she's definitely sound in the ring. I don't like her entering the storyline because I don't want it to get more convoluted. It should be getting less convoluted. Um, no, the cheesy lightning is not for me. It's the same reason I don't really buy into otherworldly characters as much. Like she can come down and kick someone's ass. Just let her do that. We don't need to overproduce everything. Miguel says, I can see WWE pushing Naomi and Sonya feud to mania with the stipulation and the match to take place in the pre-show if they do that sonya will probably eliminate naomi from the rumble and they'll set it up and simmons says having sonya who is openly gay hating on naomi and it possibly being racially motivated made it just crazy hope that's not the reason but you know vince yeah that that yeah i do i do but um i hope that's not what it is 
Well, uh, speaking of really, really bad feuds, Tony and Charlotte are feuding over a fucking pie, several pies. I'm so, so, so over it. I even had doofuses on the World Wide Web because I said, hey, you know what? I, I, I like Tony's delivery of this absolute dog shit terminology. Say, oh, yeah, yeah, you like that, that pie story? No, I, I hate the pie story. I think it's stupid. I think that when she's handed this absolutely stupid shit, she does as, as best she possibly can to make it sound as natural as she can. She had a segment with Sasha. I didn't think that was good. She had a match with Charlotte. I thought that was way less good. These two were not on the same page no. whatsoever. When that match went to a DQ, I was like, it is a good thing because they, they weren't on the same page. They weren't in the same book. They weren't in the same library for this match. And and Pat had to like cover up one of the spots. And he's like, oh, well, she sort of trapped, Charlotte sort of trapped Tony with that second moonsault. I was like, no, no, not no, at she all. Missed this, her. She straight this, up missed her. This was bad. This was really bad. So the segment with Sasha, I thought was terrible because Sasha Banks actually said, I've never seen Charlotte so angry as when you put that pie in her face. You've never seen Charlotte flare more angry than when she took a pie in the face. Come on, ma'am. So cheesy. And this match, I was surprised by how, how sloppy it was. It felt like Charlotte, I've never seen Charlotte struggle with being taller than other women ever. And it felt like this whole time she just kept like overshooting her on those moonsaults a little bit. And they just did not have great chemistry. I felt that way about um, Rhea and Asuka. Not that they were not on the same page, but their chemistry just wasn't there early in their feud around Mania is a similar thing. But this was really, really sloppy. And it was kind of like, it was sloppy and not good, and it was too short because we did see 19 minutes worth of entrances for that tag match that was happening for no reason as well. So um, I don't know if this was really thrown together or what the deal was, but uh, you know, on a scale of one to hook, this is much closer to the one one end for me. We don't usually talk about like just fundamentally bad WWE matches very often. Like usually, as a baseline, they're fundamentally solid they're they're decent matches but it's what makes the bad booking and creative so frustrating is that yeah. the, the in-ring is usually very good and then they get punished for that so but yeah this was bad guys if you're if you're watching right now uh right after this show i'm gonna have a i would call a significant roh final battle update on fightful select after this i just gained some pretty interesting information uh but let's we're gonna end the show right fight, now no. fightfulselect.com <laughs> Matthew Mikofsky says, what a fun show. The dark match, Sasha versus Charlotte versus Bianca was amazing. Randy was super over. Drew versus Seamus kicked ass, was disappointed. Roman wasn't on here, but had a hell of an experience. 10 out of 10 time. I wish I could see that that um, dark match. I thought I saw that Becky was supposed to be there too. Uh, was she not involved in that? But uh, we'll, we'll find out. But we had New Day, RK Bro, and the Usos. I fully just believe they added this because Randy Orton is mega, mega over in big markets. And he, by God, he was. And Rowan Reigns wasn't there tonight. Randy Orton was a pretty solid make good for this crowd because they loved them some Randy Orton. 
All Randy Orton had to do was turn his back or turn around to the crowd. Just unreal reactions in this. This is what you knew it would be. A good tag team match that was just, all right, current champions, current champions, greatest tag team ever, greatest tag team ever won the match. But, I mean, it, it meant really nothing, but a good good match, good main event, I thought. Yeah, match was good. I don't need to see the New Day and the Usos in the same ring right now. I don't. I, there was no reason for it to happen. If you're going to bring someone over from another brand, why didn't you do that during Survivor Series? Like, I just... I'm so frustrated because the rest of the show was also not very good. And then we get to this, which was pretty, pretty, I mean, actually, I shouldn't say that. It was very good. This was a really, really good main event. But I just don't care. I've seen the Usos in New Day like 900 times. I I don't care what a Twitter poll says about who they think is the greatest tag team running in WWE right now. I just, I have no reason to care about why this was happening. It was completely pointless and it's your main event and there's no payoff to it it's not something that's going to continue as a storyline i've already seen two of the teams over and over and over again like i don't understand what i'm supposed to care about other than the ring action which was fantastic but i I was also very frustrated with the fact that both of the women's matches on the show were very short despite being sloppy uh and in charlotte and tony storm and there was a commercial break we came back and it was just entrances and we went to another commercial break are you kidding me you couldn't give anybody else more time never mind the women like let either of them have had a real match that wasn't about pies or not a schmoz fest like it's just it's it's mind-boggling to me that these things play okay live because i can't imagine just sitting around for 20 minutes at least when i'm at home i have my dog and snacks in a cabinet and i don't have to go to like a a vendor for anything and pay 20 bucks but like i uh it's it's a shame when the in-ring work is i can't keep my attention or be appreciated as much as it should because the booking is so bad and i just sat through entrances for 18 minutes before it oh the entrances took forever i mean okay i sold my ps4 on ebay today and i went downstairs as the entrances started I unhooked it, cleaned it, put it in the box, bubble wrapped it, taped it up. It is not a short experience. I came back up and they were locking up. I was like, oh my God, really? Like they were just locking up. I thought I was going to be able to catch up a little bit, zoom through some commercials. Woof, bro. They came back from a commercial to do more entrances and then went to commercial again, which was... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply just oh. absurd to me like it's good, it really good, takes me out of it good and in ring action but damn man the commercials yeah. in this these weird 30 35 minute segments that have like three commercials in the main event really take me out of the show uh get in your super chats and humper chats guys we are heading down the home stretch mark lasper says chats. mark lasper says super chat about smackdown then Watching how much fun Austin Creed has on G4 makes me angry. He still has to be occupied on that horrible show. Well, he did get a new crown, and I know that that means something to him. So I, I was happy about that. Yeah, and he's being utilized, too. Like, it's it's a catch-22 when we complain about people not getting utilized, and then they get utilized, and we're like, wait, not like that. <laughs> yeah. But at least they're on television and, and being highlighted in some way. Nurguru said... Did you guys hear the main event of this show would decide the best tag team in WWE? I don't think Cole said it enough, but also it's Imperium. Well played. Brent, wow, that is true. Eichner's a beast. Brent says, the divide in tag team presentation between the new companies feels so wrong as it's not like there are talented teams within WWE. AEW just seems to actually give a crap. I don't get it. Well, I mean, they, they were main eventing the top weekly wrestling show in the world like they, they were doing that so i mean that that was presented with some sort of importance it's just the booking doesn't necessarily reflect that pro wrestling podcast says maybe you guys know more than i do but is shotzi still a thing um I, i'm working to find out where she's been the last couple weeks cadillac carson says if roman's gonna have uh the title for a while at some point i would like to see roman versus randy well they would need to be on the same show but uh, yeah, I mean, that would make a lot of sense. I think that's that's a big match for them to do in the future. Alicia Ellis says, is Red Rum being murder spelled backwards intentional? Yes. <laughs> Punk tweeted, uh, me leaving Earth once Hook debuts, uh, says Chris Rains. <laughs> and uh, Brent Lockman says, Hook wasn't on SmackDown. Last Hook chat, I swear. Uh, that he wasn't. And Keep everybody was talking about coming. Hook. Punk also, and I also texted that, by the way. Like, that's... Shout out to birthday girl Ali Cease for the ruckus. Says, can we just talk about how I hate contendership matches against the champion? Also, so here's the thing. It's not a real top contender match. It is just a non-title match. That's all it is. That was not even for a future title shot. That, was, that has been established to me within WWE that it is not a top contender match. It is a non-title match. That's just a new name for it. Woof, bro. Yeah, I actually don't hate the... Like, I always liked not ROH. Uh, I always liked that. I thought Proving Ground matches were cool, but um, they were very clearly stipulated as being Proving Ground matches, that if you win this, you win a shot at the contendership. And I felt like they were done with teams that were on the rise, so it it was like they had something to, it was like a proving ground. They had something to prove. It wasn't like those, those in the new day who have faced each other 900 times. And we yeah. know are pretty evenly matched now have this match. Like it, it doesn't work as well in that context. 
Brandon I'll see Joseph's, you at ROH tomorrow, birthday girl. Brandon Joseph says, Winter is coming, too, is only uh, two hours away from Keith Lee's hometown next week. Possible he got out of his contract early and will pop up? No. I have not heard anything about that. Alicia Ellis says, uh, Mustache Mountain won the NXT UK tag titles on Twitter and legit forgot NXT UK was a thing. Sad. Oh, a whole lot of people do. Sometimes I think WWE forgets that NXT UK is a thing. But uh, if you've forgotten that ROH is a thing, tune in tomorrow night. We're going to be covering that show. Uh, we're going to be doing a post show. Kate will be there live. Tell the people where they can find you, Kate. You can find me up in the gym taking shots. Just kidding. You switched me from Jeremy Lambert. You can find me on deck. I see on Twitter. You can find me at ROH crying my eyes out. <laughs> you usually call me Denise by accident. Please don't make me Joel. Come on. Um, <laughs> you can Ugh. find me on Tuesdays losing my mind for way too long with Alex on Sour Graps. We're going to go two hours from now on out. We have a lot of fun during the holiday season right after NXT. Also on the Mark Order podcast every Wednesday, we talk all things all elite, except for when we attend the shows on Wednesdays and we do them on Thursdays. Then, of course, Fridays, I'm back here with this fella pretending to eat digital cereal yeah. and talk about. Well, it's real. It's real cereal. It's just an overlay. So it's That's not digital true. cereal. And I'm, yeah. I honestly, I'm ashamed I broke kayfabe on that. Hmm. It's very real cereal. I ate it just now. I feel very full and satisfied. I'm not craving more because there's a lot of protein in it. I feel great. Three big podcasts on Saturday, guys. We have so much content. I'll be posting some scoops and Fightful Select right after this. But uh, Grapsity on Saturday at noon. Then the ROH Final Battle Show Saturday night. Then the UFC Watch Along for uh, 269. We're doing Fightful Fight Night. Till next time, guys. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.